0: Sunday was one of those days that you will look back on, and by no means is it going to eradicate the stench of what has been a miserable run for the New York Giants. Not just this year, but over the last, what, five, six, seven years, basically. Giants been one of the worst run teams in all professional football. Since 2017, no team in the NFL has lost more games. That said, Sunday was not a day to kind of drum up the dysfunction. Sunday was not a day to beat a dead horse about the future of Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman. Nothing, based upon what you watched here on Sunday, should change those narratives. However. You think about what has gone on. With Eli Manning. Over these last few years. And let's just say Sunday. Was. The sort of goodbye. The sort of ending. One of the more beloved. And one of the more storied players. Of the New York Giant franchise. Absolutely deserved. Now. Now. Eli, look, did not get the Peyton Manning send-off where he goes out and wins the Super Bowl or a John Elway send-off. But think about what Eli Manning's narrative was earlier this year or the whole Geno Smith debacle with Ben McAdoo. You wondered if Eli would be able to at any point have that moment where he could somehow, some way. Right off into the sunset. It took a nine-game losing skid. It took the Miami Dolphins. But Eli Manning had that moment Sunday against Miami. And it wasn't a virtuoso, brilliant, perfect performance from Eli. Nowhere close. Mistakes were made. Some of the mistakes that we've seen over the last couple years... But all in all, I think every Giant fan would have signed on the dotted line for Eli Manning in his final game as a New York Giant quarterback to play well enough, to light it up in the second half, to hook up with Sterling Shepard, to hook up with Darius Slayton. Second half of this game, Eli Manning was 12-14 for 167 yards. And yes, you had some interceptions. Yes, you had some mistakes. But the Giants go and mercifully snap this nine-game losing skid, thirty-six to twenty over the Miami Dolphins. Then I think the lasting image for a majority of you, and I think we can probably all agree on this: the best coaching decision Pat Shermer has made in his two years is probably the decision. To Yankee live with about two minutes to play, and for him to get that rousing, raucous standing ovation from whoever was left at the MetLife Stadium crowd. Let's be honest: the only reason you're a Giant fan, you were making your way out in the blustery conditions of East Rutherford, is to send out your quarterback the right way one last time. Yes, there were some empty seats. That's what you're going to get when you have a team that's lost nine straight. That's what you're going to get when you have a team that's a two-win football team. A team that's going through yet another lost season. But that was well done. That was well-timed by a giant head coach who won't be here at the end of this year. Eli after the game, Eli throughout this year, has not told you point blank that this is going to be it. And I know some of you will make the argument that, well, if everything's perfect around him, clean pocket, this, that, he can be a successful NFL quarterback. You got to understand this simple fact. It's not the way the direction the league is going. Teams in the need of a quarterback need some sense of mobility. That's just the way the sport is played. It's the way the position is played. Eli Manning is not latching on to some team next year. He's not going to Chicago. He's not going to Tampa. He's not going to the Miami Dolphins. He's not going to the L.A. Chargers. Eli Manning is going to retire a New York Giant. That's why Archie and Olivia Manning were at this game on Sunday. That's why you saw Eli with his three daughters out on the field along with his wife. That's why the week prior, even though Eli's wife made it perfectly clear, hey, guess what? I'm never stepping foot in Philadelphia ever, Can She found a way to Monday Night Football wondering, is this going to be it? I think everybody should be of the mindset. I think everybody around here, is of the mindset that Elon Manning is not going to be playing for the New York Giants or anybody else. But for a guy who did not have the picture-perfect end to his career, in the sense that a guy who won two Super Bowls, a guy who won two Super Bowl MVPs, a quarterback who won a good amount in the first seven, eight, nine years of his career, did not get a chance to experience that over the back end. Not all his fault. We can talk about roster construction. We can talk about poor offensive line play. We can talk about coaching. You name it. Sooner or later, that onus falls on the player. Sooner or later, the organization, fair on or fair, has to make a change. They did that in the offseason when they took Daniel Jones, Right call by the Giants. Now you see if Jones can become that guy. But Sunday was not about your future. Sunday was one last chance to pay tribute to your past. And it wasn't perfect on Sunday. That first half was interesting to say the least. Felt like that ball has moved a ton. Not a whole lot of points to show for it. But that's what happens when you have a 3-10 and taking on a 2-11 and team. You're going to have some sloppy football. But at least for one Sunday, the storybook ends in a happy way for Eli Manning. Who, I think we can all say now, has probably played his last game as a member of the New York Giants. I mean, if Daniel Jones is somewhat capable of getting back on the field, you play him. And even if he's not, I think they would probably play Alex Tanney over the next two weeks. Because this is it for Eli. He has his 500 record. He had his moment here against the Dolphins. I think it makes absolutely no sense to put him on the field one of the next two weeks. As far as the rest of this game from a Giants standpoint, I know there are going to be a lot of folks listening to this show right now upset about the win. And you know what? I can understand that to some degree. Because you guys are uber-focused on the chase for chase, no pun intended. I get that frustration. Giants lose the next two games, though. You're right when you need to be. As they will go to Washington against a Redskins team that is playing much better football. Dwayne Haskins is playing much better football. Won't be an easy win for the Giants by any stretch. And then in Week 17, you might be playing an Eagle team that's trying to win an NFC East crown. You might be playing an Eagle team that's eliminated. That is a million-dollar question at this point. And that is without I doubt, one of the more fascinating games in Week 16 as the Cowboys, fresh off their win and their dominant win over the Los Angeles Rams, take on Philadelphia. But if you're looking for other takeaways from this giant game, the fact that they finally got a chance to see the fully armed and the fully operational Saquon Barkley— That's the player we all want to see all year. A guy who's making people miss. A guy who's making plays a variety of different ways. Getting in the end zone. Scoring touchdowns. Now, a whole lot of running backs that look good against the Dolphins. Some of you will take that performance with a grain of salt. For Barkley, you hope it's a springboard over the final two weeks of the year making sure you're right at the end of this year, and then going in guns a blazing in 2020. You want another positive? Somebody's got to explain this one to me. Julian Love, the young corner out of Notre Dame. Why was he buried to the bench as long as he was? I watched Julian Love play at Notre Dame. He could play. He was one of the better defenders on that team that made it to the college football playoff last year. That's a draft pick at Dave Gettleman's I actually liked. You watch him over these last few weeks. He has played pretty well. A lot of you guys, and I know I've been leading the charge on this, been killing DeAndre Baker. I've also cautioned that by saying he's a rookie corner. Rookie corners take time. Not every rookie corner is going to step in and remind you of Darrell Rivers. DeAndre Baker... We had a very tough assignment with the uh, Devontae Parker of the Finns, who just got a big fat contract extension. I thought all in all he held his own. Dexter Lawrence Tomlinson on that giant front, made a couple of big plays. That's not some glowing endorsement of Dave Gettleman. For every Darius Slayton. For every Dexter Lawrence, I can find you moves that are beyond perplexing, like bringing in a guy like Leonard Williams for a third and a fifth round pick on a team that's going nowhere. The list goes down and down for Gettleman. I don't know if he will warrant coming back. He shouldn't in my eyes. Knowing the Giants probably will. Odds are they probably make Pat Sherman the fall guy. But for at least one Sunday, all of these gloomy questions that are coming on the horizon. The future of this head coach, the future of this general manager, how the Giants as a franchise snap out of this funk, this malaise, this abomination of football that they've been in really for the last seven years. How do you get out of that? We're going to figure these questions out. You would hope they're going to be addressed. I would, like to believe, come the offseason. Sunday, not about that. Sunday about your future Hall of Fame quarterback. Quite possibly the greatest giant quarterback ever. Going out one last time, slinging in the second half, having a moment against a hapless Miami Dolphins team. And for a guy who's dealt with couple of years, after two moments that will never be duplicated, wins over the best NFL dynasty I've seen in my lifetime. Eli going out on his own terms with a W. And if you're a Giant fan, did that put a smile on your face?
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.